Oh, you want me to say it? <laughs> uh, no, I will. I will. I got you. You're good. Are the Indianapolis Colts contenders plus playoff Lenny? He's sticking in Tampa. And is Joe Burrow finally protected? You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, NFL fans, and welcome in to another edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. Happy Wednesday to you. And well, we're loaded today from playoff Lenny heading back to Tampa as Tom Brady continues to recruit at a high level to Joe Burrow finally getting the protection he needs. We're going to start in Indianapolis, but first, thank you so much for making us your first listen and subscribe on YouTube. Follow wherever you get your podcasts. Tony, my man, happy Wednesday. How you doing? Happy hump day to you too, man. I'm doing fine, man. Uh, this is like, what, two Wednesdays in a row that we're both here, so that's a good <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> it is a good thing, and it's uh, a good thing here, well, at least in the Midwest, I guess, you know, there's a lot of Colts fans. I would imagine there's a lot of Colts fans. And that's where I want to start because I don't know about you. And you know Matt Ryan better than me probably that, you know, the, uh, or at least the Colts better than me with that AFC South tie. Um, but looking at Matt Ryan, you get the 28 to 3 jokes. And I, I admit it, you know, and if you're watching on YouTube, you see Tom Brady over my shoulder right here. I was rooting for the Patriots in that Super Bowl 28 to 3. Right. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Indianapolis Colts, with Matt Ryan at quarterback, I know the AFC is challenging. They are a contender and not a, an AFC South contender, uh, a Super Bowl contender. And it, it's, it's pretty simple to me. It, when you get stability at a position where there's been instability and an old man in Phillip Rivers who was clearly done and hoping uh, to coach high school football and kind of itching, scratching that itch in the offseason anyways – uh, and then you go to a guy like Carson Wentz, who clearly is confused and, and ha hasn't really gotten it right, even though the numbers look better than they were last year. A guy like Matt Ryan, to me, is a clear upgrade. And while I don't expect him to carry the Colts to a Super Bowl, I see a quality defensive line. I see a great running back. I see a high-end offensive line. I see a, a wide receiver, a Michael Pittman Jr., that will certainly and could certainly develop into a wide receiver one with a guy like Matt Ryan throwing in passes. They have room to add other weapons. I like what they've done. They added, they basically flip-flopped Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan and got a pick in, in exchange as well. Give me that all day long. I love it. I think that the Colts, who you're familiar with in the AFC South, you cover the Jags, right. I think they are legitimate contenders. How crazy am I, or do you buy it? You're not crazy at all. Uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a time to be a legitimate contender in the AFC with all the change. So yeah. uh, there were even questions whether or not the Bengals are going to make the playoffs next year. We'll talk about them <laughs> later. But the thing is, is it's, it, you have to make this move right now if you're the Colts. You know, I joke that it's a bad time to finally get competitive because everyone else is competitive. No, mm -hmm. that's the perfect time for you to make sure that you have someone at the most important position in team sports that's been around. And if he hasn't been around, is if he's a young guy, he has to be extremely talented, like you, your guy in Cincinnati. But I think it was a no-brainer. I think Matt still has a lot left. 
he doesn't have to carry everything like he did before because you mentioned 28 to 3. I put that on Kyle Shanahan more than anybody because you have to you have to know how to get out of that game. And the way that you get out of that game is uh, the the shortest form and shortest way to victory is to keep the clock running, right? And the Patriots run out of time. Um, they won't have that problem in Indy because Jonathan Taylor is the guy that you turn around and give it to with confidence. And I think the thing that he does is he legitimizes them from a teammate perspective. You've already seen uh, some of the guys like the all-pro linebacker on the team, uh, Darius Leonard. Yep. He, they're giddy. They're giddy. Mm-hmm. So you look at Carson's stats from last year and, and stats – don't lie, but they don't tell the whole truth. I don't think the team has confidence in him, and that's why he was jettisoned off. I think it's a win-win situation for the Colts. They keep their first-round pick. They can probably have their choice of wide receivers, if not the first choice, probably the second choice at at least, and they're going to be able to get a good football player to go opposite uh, Michael Pittman. So the hardest thing to do on the team is to find a quarterback. Uh, the next couple of hardest things to do is to fix the defensive line or, and the offensive line to 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 get the trenches and they all all three of those things are now checked off for the coach so i think they'll be fine they have two more takes for you to me they're the favorite in the afc south sorry because i I think matt ryan say what you want about him in a must win game do i take him or do i take ryan Tannehill? i'm taking matt ryan might be crazy some people might laugh at it some people might get mad whatever tic tac titans might be mad at me well Hey, that, that's how I feel. And, and I just look at it, man. This dude threw for 4,000 yards from 2011 through 2020, didn't have any weapons last year, and still almost got to the 4,000-yard mark. They're not going to need him to be that. They're, and like you said, they're going to attract weapons. And, and so to me, if Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in the AFC South, they should be the favorites in the AFC South because he's not the main reason I'm excited about the Colts. I like their coaching staff. I like you mentioned there's pieces on defense that you like a lot, including Darius Leonard. Jonathan Taylor is a star and he's in a dome. He's used to playing in a dome. So to me, this is like a a match made in heaven. And uh, there is precedent for this because let's be honest, 36 year old Matt Ryan. Well, uh, another Matt revived his career uh, after underachieving in most people's eyes in Detroit last season with the Rams Uh, a couple of years ago. What did Tom Brady do? Brett Favre. What did he do his first year in Minnesota? There is precedent to guys switching teams and still having some juice left. I think Matty ice still has some ice. He's still in the freezer. All right. It hasn't completely thawed out yet. It might in a couple of years, but I I still think he's got some juice left. And I I love this trade for the Indianapolis. I love it too. And I think the end of his career, I don't know how old rich Gannon was, but you remember those last few years? Rich yes. Gannon, who had MVP. sort of floated around a little bit, and then Rich Gannon ended up in in Oakland, and for like three years, looked like he always belonged. So, mm-hmm. I think those are the, you know those are some very good um, guys and names to to mention. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the addition of Yannick Ngakwe on the defensive line, who's one of only six players to have eight and a half sacks in all six of his first years. That's crazy, and. Um, I really do believe that they've done enough. They've done enough, and they're going to do some more in the draft, keeping that first-round pick to be able to get Matt Ryan for a, another two or three years. And maybe in the second or third round, maybe I don't think they have a second-round pick, but maybe – no, they do. They have a first and second. They don't have a third. Maybe in the second round they can get Matt Coral, who, who can be their heir apparent in the future that they don't have to rush. So this is a win-win situation for the Colts. I think they get a guy who I saw last year – 
with one of the worst rosters in the league actually have a very respectable record when you consider what people thought that they what were going to be going into the year. Um, mm-hmm. They came in here to Jacksonville, and he was throwing it all around a lot. And I don't know if he ended up with a bunch of yards, but he did end up with a bunch of key completions at critical moments that allowed Atlanta to win that game. So I think it's a win-win situation, especially with that offensive line and that running game. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Up next, we'll uh, stick with the uh, – or, or switch gears, I guess, to the NFC. Look at uh, playoff Lenny. He's back in Tampa. You used to cover Leonard Fournette. What it means for the Buccaneers' chances of going back to the Super Bowl. But first, I have to tell you about Built Bars, the number one protein bar on the planet. You can see them right now. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. I have a Built Bar every single day. And you can too by going to built.com. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They have plenty of different flavors that you're looking for. And maybe you're looking for, you know, to really get that sweet tooth. Well, you get the puffs because it's protein infused marshmallow. You see it right there. They're amazing. So check them out. Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And it's Wednesday. We thank you for being with us and making us your first listen here on Locked On NFL. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube. Different people every single day, same consistent content from around the National Football League. And we're going to switch it over right now to the NFC. We're going to talk about Tampa. Tampa bringing back playoff Lenny. It, it was not a coincidence that Leonard Fournette visited New England on one day and Tom Brady said, I'm not having any of that when you guys get him signed. I think he's been a real, real important part of what they've done in Tampa over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Redeemed himself a little bit. I think he had to make some changes to his own habits. And uh, he started to seem like he took things more seriously. And I think that's what happens when you get around guys that actually take football so seriously. I was wondering what Tampa was going to do at running back. They still might address it in the draft because they, you know, they would like ideally probably to have two or three guys. But Leonard Fournette has caught a lot of balls and, and ran probably in key games and in the playoffs. His stats overall aren't indicative to his value to a team like Tampa. No doubt about it. I, I like this deal. I think it's a um a deal that, you know, team friendly, you know, 7 million per, and he has a chance to get up to 8 million per over three seasons. And I don't have exact details of the, the contract, but the, the Buccaneers are in win now mode and Leonard Fournette clearly, I mean, he played over 60, it was 63% of the offensive snaps last year. And he w- was out for four games. He got injured and missed three games and uh, missed a part of another one. And and was still such a huge part of that offense. And if you watch Tampa Bay, that was the guy. It wasn't Giovanni Bernard. It wasn't Vaughn. You know, they flirted with Le'Veon Bell, all these guys that they had there. No, it was it was Lenny. And so I think the guy that went fourth overall to, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think we're seeing that guy and signs of that guy. And it really started in the playoffs during that Super Bowl run. And that's why he gets the playoff Lenny nickname. Uh, and, and that's kind of stuck with him because he was great during that run after being kind of non-existent during his first year with the Bucs. And, uh, and then that continued last season. So I like the signing. And to me, this is the part of it that's big because the Bucs still have to add Gronk. They still have to add other pieces. But Tom Brady recruiting. He's still recruiting. He's trying to get the band back together. And you look at the NFC, who's the favorite? Is it the Bucs? Is it the Rams? 
it's got to be one of those two teams. Who am I missing? The, the Packers without Devontae Adams, you can't sell me on that wide receiver core. I might have a shot with a built bar or two uh, to make that practice squad. So I, I don't know what they're doing at receiver in Green Bay right now. And uh, look at the past five years. You need weapons to win the Super Bowl. And so it's uh, those are the two teams that stand out to me. What about you? I, I, I will put Green Bay in there. Only, the only reason is because Devontae Parker is irreplaceable. Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams, Devontae yeah. Parker. Devontae Adams. Devontae Parker. Is there, yeah, you can leave that one in there. Don't take that one out. Devontae Adams is irreplaceable uh, as one guy. But I saw when he was out, I saw him win games. And it doesn't mean that they're a better team without him. I won't be ridiculous like that. But I will tell you this. In most of my adult life, Green Bay has found some wide receivers from somewhere. They keep mm-hmm. – when Sterling, you know, Sharp had to prematurely retire – Oh, yeah. it was woe as me. And all of a sudden, here comes the rest of these dudes, Donald Driver and Greg Jennings and then Jordan. Antonio Freeman. Oh, it's just like they constantly keep the uh, – Robert, what's his face? The little skinny guy they had up there for a long time, number 87, Rob Brooks. So my thing is, I think along with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I've never seen a team survive at wide receiver for the last 40 years without missing a beat. <laughs> so wouldn't surprise me if they drafted two. Wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me – it wouldn't surprise me if they signed A.B. It really would not. It, I, I'm, I'm telling Whoa. you, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they went Odell and said, "Okay, we'll take you for the last part of the regular season." But they draft Chris Olave or somebody like that. It just would not shock me. It would not shock me if they got Chris, uh, if they got uh, Watkins, Christian Watson, mm-hmm. the, the kid from North Dakota State. So yep. yeah, I think they're going to be fine. But no, you're right. The one thing about all of this is the Rams, the Bucks. And the Packers, even though there's going to be one little change on each team, they still have the core of their team. And most importantly, they have the quarterback and they still have the coaching staff. And they didn't they didn't lose Byron and they didn't lose uh, the defensive coordinator. They they still have intact most of what led them to be where they were the last two years. And I think that continuity and consistency is very, very important when you talk about year to year. Yeah, to me, if I had to rank the three, I would put the Rams one. They just won the Super Bowl. I think they upgraded with Allen Robinson at receiver. We'll see if OBJ comes back. Um, but but overall, I, I think Allen Robinson's a freak, and you put him on the opposite side of Cooper Cup. That's that's awesome. You can't really turn that down. Um, so Rams one, Bucks two, and it's a close two. I think they're going to be pretty damn motivated now that Brady's back to, uh, to try to make it two in three years. And then I think there's a gap. I really do. I, you're higher on the Packers than I am. I, I think the Packers still could be three, especially with the uncertainty in San Francisco. But man, I mean, to me, you could you could say that, but we watch them get punched in the mouth in the playoffs all the time. And, and now they don't have the firepower that I think you need in today's NFL to win. So that's, uh, that's where I put them. How would you rank those three in the NFC? I'd rank them the same way you rank them, but the only reason is I think the gap is a little bit smaller Let's just forget they lost Devontae Adams and just look at their team on paper. Of those three teams, they probably still have the best offensive line of the three teams you mentioned because of David Bakhtari and Elton Jenkins, right? Of those three teams, they probably have the best secondary. You might, Jalen Ramsey makes the Rams something else because of the way that you can move coverages around. Mm-hmm. But Stokes and Jair Alexander and those guys, there's yeah. nothing to shake a stick at, right? Yep. 
they probably have the most complete set of pass rushers when you think about Rashawn Gary. And I know that uh, the Smith kid, but they still got Preston Smith, I think. Don't they? I don't think mm-hmm. he went they anywhere. Do. Yeah, it's just Darius right. who didn't play last year anyway. Right, right. And they still have a very good part. player. He's not Aaron Donald, but Kenny Clark is still one of the top five guys in the league at his position. They have two running backs. And I don't care how people feel about him. They have one of the three most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. So that and that means that they they're not bad off. You know they they're pretty they're pretty good, right? That if you look at that on paper without who they lost, you'd say they you know that's not bad. And you're not going to replace him with one person. But if you trade, I'm gonna give you another scenario. You trade for Brandon Cooks. You, you know you sign or 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 work something out with AB or Odell. And you draft Chris Olave. Uh, now is that better than De- now AB in his prime? I think is better than Devontae, but he's not in his prime. And then you got to worry about him dragging Kanye in the game up to Green Bay. So the thing is, is they can be good and just be different and just sort of mm-hmm. spread it out a little bit. And I think we have a chance of that happening. Can you imagine the drama, Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown? You'd have feet and toes and cameras, shirts taken off, wild tweets. You just, you just want this is an entertainment tonight. I do not want Antonio Brown in Green Bay. Oh my God. I don't wish that on anybody, <laughs> especially people covering the league. Oh my God. Yeah, let, but, let me tell you what. Let him take his shirt off and do something up there and see what happens. Yeah, that's right. I uh I will say this though. Uh Jarvis Landry, another one to watch, and, and maybe the Browns get him but to me you know he's such a you know he can bring some stability and these contenders that are looking at him for example the Chiefs they signed Juju Smith-Schuster I think Jarvis Landry's better I don't like distractions all right Juju, I don't yeah, want plays, TikToks yeah. and silly dances and TikTok eight o'clock don't care about any of it I, I it's winning time that that would be my mindset I'm stealing the the 30 for 30 about Reggie Miller winning time and so I think Jarvis Landry brings that. So I would recruit him, Odell, fine with it. Um, you know, a- anybody like that that you think can bolster the, the wide receiver. And, and one more thing, going back to our first segment, Julio Jones, where's he end up? Does he end up in, in Indianapolis? Do it, is it a reunion time? Does he go elsewhere? I don't know how much juice he's got left. I don't either. But I tell you what I know who does has juice, who has juice, who or who who may have juice. <laughs> Joe Burrow's got some juice lined up and some beef lined up in front of him. We're going to discuss him and other teams that help themselves tremendously in free agency. We'll do it in just a second here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. But first, I have to tell you about Athletic Greens because I have to be honest with you. I'm not a big veggie guy, right? But I'm on the wrong side of 30 now. The Bengals would consider me old. Most NFL teams would consider me old if they were scouting me. And so I got to start paying attention to my health and getting healthier and athletic greens help me do just that. I take a scoop once a day and well, it's healthy. It's friendly for keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It doesn't matter. It's going to fit your diet. So that's the best part, right? It's versatile that way. It contains less than one gram of sugar and you're going to get all the vitamins you're looking for. More than 75 vitamins. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. They're recommended by professional athletes and professional podcasters like Tony Wiggins and James Rapine. So you need to check them out right now. And uh, man, you're not going to regret it. It's going to help you feel better. It's going to help your digestion. And it's going to help your overall health. So check them out. 
And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase to make it even easier if you're on the road during this spring. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. And thank you for making us your first listen again here on Locked On NFL. We're talking a lot of draft and the place that you need to make sure you tune into is the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast with Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker. You have a former player and a dude that's an analytical whiz, and they break all of that stuff down to let you know who the prospects are, the best prospects. So make sure you tune into the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also subscribe on YouTube. Before we get to the draft, we got to discuss free agency and instead of giving all-around grades to the entire league, I wanted to focus in this segment on a few teams that I believe really, really, really helped themselves. Now, uh, that could be a bad team like Jacksonville that obviously helped themselves, uh, whether they overpaid or not, by uh, boosting up some numbers and getting some more talent in into, uh, into the, the franchise. But I think in this case, I'm going to take a team that almost won the Super Bowl, one that, the one that you cover, and I'm going to mention the Cincinnati Bengals as being the team that I really, really think helped themselves by fixing a glaring weakness on the offensive line. And they still have the draft capital and room to possibly add even one more player or starter to that offensive line. A good team that got much better and you can nobody better than uh, you, James, to tell us all about that. Well, it was an awful offensive line, and it had been bad for more than half a decade. It's why Andy Dalton's career kind of petered out in Cincinnati, a big reason why, because he couldn't go off script and uh, kind of hide a bad offensive line. And while Joe Burrow is obviously capable of doing that, he's a big reason why, of course, that they went to the Super Bowl. The line is what cost them the Super Bowl, and we saw that firsthand, as did millions of people across the world. So they had to do something and I think the three guys they added all in their primes. Ted Karras is the oldest at 29, but he has versatility. He's going to start right. at center, can play either guard right. spot. You go get Alex Kappa, Tom Brady's uh, right-hand man at right guard in Tampa Bay. Those two guys have won three Super Bowl rings. Karras, two with the Patriots. Kappa, one with the Buccaneers, all with Tom Brady. And why did they get those guys? Because they're going to drop, pack, and pass the ball. They're going to sling it all over the field, and those guys are used to blocking in that situation. And then the biggest get, and I saved the best for last, was Lyle Collins from the Dallas Cowboys, 28 years old, familiar with Bengals offensive line coach Frank Pollock, who coached him in Dallas for three seasons. Collins is a beast. And, yeah, there's some injury history and things like that, but they were able to bring him in at right tackle He's their best right tackle since Willie Anderson. And I bet half of our listeners don't even remember Willie Anderson. He retired in 2008, left the Bengals in 07, should probably be in the Hall of Fame in the next couple of years. So I think uh, they've done a lot. And you're right. They've left themselves open that 31st pick. They can go in a lot of different directions. I think they might add another veteran lineman, not a high-end big name, but another depth piece on the interior. And then, who knows, maybe they draft one at 31 as well. They're certainly going to add another one in the draft. It just depends on when, not if. So, uh, no, I, I think you're going to see a new and improved Joe Burrow because this is going to be the best offensive line he's played in front of, uh, maybe ever, because that LSU offensive line, people think it was great. It wasn't great. And right. when you, you look back at that. 
and then um, I also think it's going to unleash Joe Mixon as well because he hasn't had many running lanes to run through over the past couple of years. So it's an exciting time, and they needed to get it done for sure. I was just looking down at the draft list where my eyes left the screen. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, Zion Johnson, names of guys that could probably play uh, center. Uh, yep. Linderbaum is a little small, but he fits that that zone blocking scheme that, that you guys yep. have. How do they feel about Jackson Carmen? Uh, I know some guys around here I was talking to on Twitter don't like him. Is it Was it injuries? Or do they feel like he's going to ever develop? Because I would hate to write a guy off after one season. But um, how do they feel about him? They think he – I think as of now he's the favorite at, at left guard. And, okay. you know, they drafted him and moved him from left tackle to right guard and you switch sides and you're switching positions. And, you know, he had some work ethic issues that he had to iron out. And, and you hope – that, that he gets through them because he does have the athleticism and he does have strength and he does have the things you're looking for to be a quality guard in the NFL. So uh, what I think is big for him is the next month or two and in going into OTAs, does he show that improvement? Uh, because the Bengals, I'll say this, it's going to be a competition. I don't think they're going to get anybody that's going to be the clear-cut favorite, regardless if they sign in free agency or they draft a guy at 31. It's going to be open. And Carmen could have a, a inside track to it if he shows them that he's ready to take another step. And there's a reason he didn't play on offense in the Super Bowl. They didn't trust him. So he's got to right. earn that trust. I do think that they they want to trust him, right? They, they spent the 46th overall pick on him a year ago for a reason. So uh, the door is open for him for sure, but he's going to have to earn it. All right. And, and the other team that I really, really think helped themselves, they've underachieved a little bit, and that's the <laughs> Chargers. And the reason why I'm going with the L.A. Chargers here is because in that division now that now has Russell Wilson and uh, all of those weapons, Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr is going to be throwing to Devontae Adams and, yep. of course, Pat Mahomes. You have to be able to affect the quarterback. The way you do that is with pass rushing coverage. They got Khalil Mack in a trade. Uh, may not be the old Khalil Mack, but still a very good version of Khalil Mack. They signed J.C. Jackson to a man one of the corner positions. They still have their first-round pick, and mm-hmm. they kept Mike Williams. They did not allow their receiver to get away, and he's probably going to start taking over that that number one role from Keenan Allen a little bit or at least be a 1A one and 1B one situation. That's my other team that I think, and it's going to be on Brandon Staley now to really prove that he can coach and not just be this wonder kid because talent will not be an excuse anymore now that they have their quarterback, their left tackle, and their arm to be able to get one of the top guards in the draft as well. They won't have an excuse, and he won't have an excuse. So this is it's all in right now for the L.A. Chargers. And like I said earlier, we were talking about somebody else. Kind of comes at the wrong time for them to get all of their act together because everybody seems like they have their act together in the AFC. Yeah, I think it's a big gamble with Khalil Mack. At the same time, it's a gamble you want to take, right? You have a quarterback on a rookie deal. If you can get after opposing quarterbacks, you do it. And so uh, you're able to add him. You're able to add a guy in Jackson who – is a stud, right, and can cover, can run. So if you can get after the quarterback and cover top receivers, well, that's going to be a big part of it. And we know how talented Herbert is. So I think overall, yeah, there's no doubt about it that they're much improved. I do wonder if they need another weapon. You know, it's it's a weapons game for me, man. I mean, you know, obviously you got to protect. There's no doubt. But it's a weapons thing, a weapons game. Is Mike Williams a number one? Man, I look around these th- this league, and, and I, I don't know if he's number one, and they paid him to be one, so he, he's going to have to take a step forward. So that would be a, a question mark. But, yeah, impossible not to like what the Chargers have done. 
and they need to take a step forward now. Justin Herbert, two seasons, no playoffs. It's time for him. It's time for this team to take a step forward and find a way. I know it's hard in the AFC West, and they're going to beat the hell out of each other in that division. Got to find a way to make the postseason. Got to find a way, and you guys got to find a way to make sure that you tune in every day and make Locked On NFL your first listen. We're going to be back here same time, same place next Wednesday, but the guys will be here tomorrow with a great show as they are Monday through Friday here on the Locked On NFL podcast. For James Rapine and Tony Wiggins, we will see you guys next week.